Good morning, people. In today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about an update on everything that's happening in my life. I know people really love these episodes. They're a bit random. There's a bunch of cool information. There's something that anyone can pick up. So uh, let's dig in. Okay, so this episode really is an update about everything that's happening in my life things I'm trying, what's working, what's not, kind of a results episode, um, where I'm at with a bunch of stuff, which is uh, something I, I do get asked about a lot. And I wanted to start off this episode talking about the ADHD medication. So if you've heard those episodes, they're probably about six or seven back from this one, I'd say, give or take. And I just wanted to share my experience. It's been two, three weeks now. And um, I wanted to share kind of my feeling about them. So I've been taking them five to six days a week. Uh, the doctor recommended five days and have the weekend off. And I had the whole weekend off this last weekend. Um, and I think, you know, I'm trying to work out what's the best way to judge their effect. And I think, um, you know, the benefit of not taking them on the weekend is you can start to see a bit of a difference, especially on the Sunday. So once you had a full day off them on the Saturday, you can kind of see the difference. Um to be honest, they're they're less they're less effective um, than they were at the beginning. Now I don't quite know if that's just because I've gotten used to them a little bit. Um, I have a thought that they may not be um, enough for my body mass personally, and I think I mentioned that in the earlier episodes. So I'm going to be very interested. At some point, I'm going to go and see a GP probably in the next two weeks to get a new script for them. Um, and at that point, I can talk to them about kind of the, the you know, what, I, what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking about them and see if he'll up the script or what he recommends. You know, uh, to be honest, gen GPs or general practitioners like the, oh, I'm just going to call them average doctors, um, you know, the, the normal doctors you normally see. I don't know how much experience they have in ADHD, but um, it'll be interesting to see. I always remember going to a doctor a, a few years back. And I, and I swear, the guy literally Googled what I was asking him because he didn't understand it. And then uh, he wrote a script for something. And I was like, you know, do doctors know anything these days? Or is it, do they just, are they just higher level Googlers than we are? I, I don't know. That's an aside. But um, yeah, so I, like, I've definitely enjoyed the ADHD pills and I'm definitely taking them. Like they do give me a sense of focus in the beginning of the day, which has been really good. I guess it probably brings me on to the next side of it is I've been doing so much work around uh, visualization, kind of releasing um, patterns and emotions. And, and do you know what? I, I hate the way people talk about this because it sounds so mystical and, you know, I want to say bullshit. You know, it's like, you know, these words don't really connect with us. And for years, they haven't really connected with me because they're, they're real fluffy, uh, triggering kind of words. Um, and, you know, you kind of think you understand them, but do you understand them? Or, you know, what are they talking about? So what I'm really trying to do is is get my body into a place where it's not overreacting to things. You know, when you get into that emotional state as a dyslexic and your mind just runs off into the past and it starts creating a future based on your past and your mind. And it's not a real future. It's just something it's created. But that emotion triggers you and it's just a muddle. And you feel, ugh, 
you just kind of either want it to stop or you try and distract yourself with different things so I've kind of I guess I've recognized that happens to me or has been happening to me so it's I've kind of made a real commitment to work out how to change that um, and I've been trying a lot of stuff you know my, my as I've already mentioned my goal is to be able to bring this information not just information this practical solution because we want practical solutions not just more words to the to our people you know I, I say it like we're a, we're a nation but you know we're probably bigger than many nations if I'm honest and, and kind of be able to bring this stuff in a way that you can actually action in your life but for me to do that it's interesting the old me would have gone and grabbed a bunch of cool and interesting stuff put it together and say take your pick from a smorgasbord of interesting stuff but the person I am starting to become is going hey I want to really prove this in my own life um, I can share it on the podcast while I'm going through it but I really want to refine the what and the why I'm doing it and then build out a really clear how um, in what I'm doing because I think it's really important you know you know there's there's so many people telling you stuff like if you go to YouTube you can get lost in the amount of just stuff and it just gets very you know you just don't value it as much I think over time you just don't care about it you're just like I'm sick of I'm sick of everyone telling me what to do um, and you know you always wonder if they're actually being truthful does it make any sense like you get an intention about certain people being good human beings but a lot of people you're just like wow you're just doing this to make a YouTube video so I'm really wanting to try this and give you my experiences like one of the things I've been doing a remarkable amount and really getting into to a level I've never done before is trying to to get into visual meditation and I say visual meditation instead of just sitting there with a blank mind which majority of us to be blatantly honest struggle with it's very hard to turn off those those messages and thoughts and you know you can do it to a point and I'm sure some of us are better than others um, but what I've been trying to do is how do I start actually creating the pictures in my mind that you know talk to the future I want as opposed to just drawing on the stuff in my past because there's been some great studies uh, listening to what I've been listening to that that say 50 at least 50 percent of what's you memorize or remember is actually accurate our brains change our brains uh, are poor at actually remembering truths you know there's you may have seen um, examples on television of people giving giving accounts of something they've witnessed like a crime and they they work out how much of it's actually inaccurate witnesses are very inaccurate at remembering what actually happened especially in high emotional states so the memories are usually skewed and we living we're living by that practice of skewed memories so a lot of the work I'm doing at the moment is how do I change how do I change a bit about the way I'm looking at the world and really focus on what's happening in the future that's really important to me how can I look forward as opposed to just get stuck in kind of the past you know it's so easy to sit on on an emotional kind of ride and, and hold you know hold on to what's happened how do I start to just let that go realize those are just records of kind of the past how do I start letting my future 
you know, how do I live by choice as opposed to being a victim? And like for a long time, intellectually, I've never thought, hey, you're living like a victim. I don't think anywhere, I don't think many people ever say to themselves, I'm such a victim. You know, that doesn't really happen. We don't really sit there and say that. But our actions in a lot of cases, you know, show that we are living as a victim, which is really challenging. Um, and, and I don't think we realize we can, you know, in the moment, you don't realize that shit. You just don't. So it's a lot of the work I'm doing at the moment is how do you get away from being that victim? How can you start to be conscious of what's going through your mind and realizing, you know, that feeling in your gut about something? It's trying to get it's trying to get a balance between true intuition and just these in, incorrect past feelings. Does that make sense? Like, I hope that does, because that's kind of what it is. Like, I know I've got good intuition. But I also think that it is blurred out in my life sometimes by what I used to do a lot of of going, oh, how do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? And remembering that those feelings are driven by potentially the wrong experiences in my past. And if I go by those feelings, I'm only going to create the same shit I did last. You know, my my language is in the middle, but it's, um, <laughs> they see that worries me. Like, I don't know why that worries me. I can say shit. It's not a terrible word. Um, but you know, these are, these are the same memories and thoughts, you know, you're, you're living by every day and it's trying to start to consciously decide what you want to go forward with, as opposed to, to living by these weird and emotions of the past. Cause if you only do what you've always done, you only get the same results. And it's easy to say that it's much, it takes a lot more effort and focus, which is not always our strong point to make those changes, especially when our head's out of whack. And I've found this, like this visual meditation has been amazing. I'm starting to do it for 30 minutes in the morning. So I'm getting up at about 6.30. I'm, I'm listening to a visual meditation. It's been okay. I'm going to actually start to, I've got a real plan to write and record my own um, using some of the techniques I'm learning. Uh, but I'm going to do 30 minutes in the morning. I then do 30 minutes at the end of the day. And I'm going to start to do about 10 minutes in the middle of the day. And you might think, hey, that sounds like so much work. But honestly, what's happening is it's becoming one of my favorite parts of the day. And I think it will be for a lot of dyslexics. It's like your best time is when you're in your mind because you don't have to do anything. You can create whatever you want in your brain. Um, and if you can start to direct that power, you know, you've got the power of visualization you know, you got that power is just there. You've got such an ability. Now, if you could work out how to direct that power as opposed to letting your past direct that power, because that's what it's doing when you're not in control. Just imagine what you could create. Imagine the emotions you could develop. And I've, I've started to get to this point where I'm having these emotional experiences in my body. You know, you know I've talked about standing on stage and, and helping people. And I've gotten to a point where like last night, I actually thought I was going through meditation that was just not really working. And when I say not really working, I wasn't really getting clear. My brain was running away with itself again. And I was like this, you know, the natural thing to say to yourself is, oh, I don't think this is going as well as it could. But then I got to a point in it and I started, started bringing the visualization back in. And like my body just, it just like the emotional energy that came behind that image or into that image. I'm not sure how you say it, but my, like it was powerful. It was such an awesome experience. The amount of emotion I could generate just sitting there with my mind, you know, this may all sound crazy to you. It, it would have sounded crazy to me a couple months ago, if I'm honest, 
but it works it really works so it's it's yeah i guess i wanted to share that because that's kind of the path i'm taking to look at helping more people if you can get control over this um this isn't mystical magical it's quite scientific the way it works um and i'm going to try and help bring this together in a way that works for our community there are people studying this all across the world now and if i can help put it in a way that works for the dyslexic and the adhd community i think you know it could really help unlock a lot of potential that sits you know we are the people that make the biggest changes in the world but so many of us are i guess we feel broken at least and we're not sure how to get out of this kind of cage that we've kind of had created around us by society what i want to do is help people unlock that cage and keep going so that's what i'm doing at the moment that's really uh, been fun you know my adhd meds going well um i'm definitely i feel like i'm losing weight because the adhd meds really do lower your uh, your um what was i gonna say appetite it's not completely gone don't don't get me wrong i'm not gonna starve to death i always love it when do you know this is a thing to finish on but you know i always love it when you say oh yeah these adhd meds have really lowered my appetite i'm not eating anywhere near as much as i was and people go oh my god you're gonna starve that's what people say initially and i'm like don't don't worry guys i've stored enough food for the winter in my belly over the years i i think i've got a few months before uh, that challenge uh, that challenge occurs <laughs> But it's so interesting how people's automatic reaction, like I always remember my grandmother's just like that. She'll go into this this mode where she thinks if you're not eating enough, you'll starve. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder where I learned this habit of of eating and eating. <laughs> and I just smile and think of my, my lovely, lovely grandmother. But yeah, so, so I know it's a bit of a tangent episode, but I hope there's some stuff you picked up in there about the way it, everything's working. If you want to ask any other questions, jump into the uh, Adult Dyslexia Secrets Facebook group. Look forward to talking to all of you, and I'll be back next week with some more awesome podcasts.